Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of For the Love of Sport, brought to you by Sports Engine, the home of U Sports. Welcome back, and thank you again for pressing play and spending some of your very valuable and precious time with us. My name is Simon. And my name is Marie, and this podcast is for all things that revolve around the world of U Sports, their organizations, communities, and highlighting the people that really make it all happen. Each episode, we are going to indulge your ears with the trending topic in the U Sports space, bring on a guest that has more knowledge that we can dream of on a specific topic pertaining to U Sports, and then we will engage with some questions that you, our listener, have about uh, our products, our services, our solutions. Awesome. Should we just dive right in? Because I've got, I think so. I've got a topic. Oh yeah, go for it. That I wish I could say happened just this morning, but it it's been happening a lot of mornings <laughs> for me. Um, I have what is called a whoop, a hoop? and I believe um, Simon, you, you have a uh, hoop. Hoop. I do. Simon have a has hoop. one as well. Um, for those who aren't as familiar with whoop, and whoop is W H O O P. So you can Google that, yeah. look it up. It's essentially a uh, a wearable, if you will, on your wrist. Some people wear it on their upper arm, I will. if you will, I will. as well. Um, <laughs> you will wear your hoop on your upper arm. <laughs> um, but anyways, it essentially gives you a bunch of data about your health. It tells you um, if you slept well, how high your strain was on the day, so how hard you worked. Um, it tells yeah. you a little bit about like your resting heart rate and your HRV and all these acronyms and really intricate details about about yourself yeah it's super cool like don't do not get me wrong this yeah. thing is awesome i love it i love it almost too much i get a little obsessed with the sleep data so yeah, i will wake same. up and i you know when you wake up and you just you knew you slept well you're, you, you kind of stretch out the arms like things are things are good I open up my you phone and I wake up very differently and my dear friend <laughs> that's not at all how I wake my up. friend the whoop it's telling me I didn't sleep very well. It's telling me I slept poorly. When and in reality, I feel like my body is telling me I slept well. Do you ever, Simon? What's your experience? We have a very different morning? wake up. Okay. I I wake up to to a little puppy who's just like, "Hey, I've been up for like an hour, dude. What's what's going on?" I'm <laughs> just like rolling out of breath. Yeah, There's no like fair. casual stretching. There's none of that. I'm just like out and I'm hunched over and grabbing the dogs. No, I. Um, I do know what you mean though. I've, I've had that experience too, where I've felt like 
I've, I feel great. Like, oh, what a great night of sleep. And then I look and I'm like five, five and a half hours. Seriously. I feel like I, I went to bed at a responsible <laughs> time. I actually slept. I feel okay. And it, I don't know, like, at what point do I trust the data and trust? Cause I do think it's incredibly accurate. Also, we are not sponsored right in any sense. Uh, I feel like it's important to call out. No, but um, more just to the topic of data itself. Like I, I wonder at what point do I need to quantify it and listen to the data and trust it? And what point do I need to be like, how much do I just trust my own body? Like I feel, I feel okay. Let's just feel okay with that. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it certainly brings up an interesting, an interesting topic of, in in our day yeah. and age, and you know, obviously, there's a whole other discussion around technology in terms of like right. social media. Um, that yeah. we'll save for an, another conversation, but uh, there is just a, a huge surge of technology and and the data that's readily you know available to you, and and you can essentially track anything you want at any given time. Um, and I know for a fact because I've been to you know conventions and conferences that there are a lot of companies that sprouted yeah. up that help with like your, you know, team data. They'll help you uh, track. You can give, you know, your players things they can wear on their shoes and it tracks yeah. like their performance or you can wear like things on your heart or that on your chest yeah. that track your heart rate and things like that. Um, and it has certainly improved, I would say, but at what point is it too much for, you know, a 10 year old kid to be, to be super consumed and worried about, um, you yeah. know, specific data when in reality, like, you know, sports are meant to be fun and a, and a time to, to enjoy and, you know, just run, run around with your friends and not worry about if your, yeah. your resting heart rate is improving <laughs> or not. <laughs> That's a really good point. I, and especially we're talking new sports really in, in specifics here. And we should also qualify that this is just our opinion. You know, there, there's obviously validations for the use of data. And I, I agree that there's a time and a place for it. There really is. But when I think about, I mean, my youth sport experience, and I'm sure if you can think about your own, like it would be a very different experience if like data and, and metrics and stats were like heavily scrutinized or involved. You know what I mean? Like that sort of like player mm -hmm. efficiency stats, you know, how, you know, how quick you are in getting to the ball or how, fa how fast your, your service. I remember the first time I got to actually see how fast I was serving and it felt awesome. That was super fun. That's a different story. But at the same time, I wouldn't want to have that as a kid. I feel like I'd, I'd overwork. I try to get as fast as possible and then I could throw out my shoulder. That's what I would envision for myself. Like, yeah. I, th I think when I, when I think about big data and statistics and how much data could be out there and how much it could scrutinize or affect the experience, the more I, I don't want it to be a part of in, except in cases where like health is a priority. I like, I'm certain like the heart rate monitor sort of uh, aspect of it, um, having those sort of wearables to make sure that you're in check there, like from a, a long perspective, like an asthma, if you're dealing with asthma, like that's obviously very important and should not be overlooked and, you know, should be part of the process. I think it's more about the, the qualifying a player, you know, a, a, a participant and scrutinizing and affecting their joy of this sport. That's where we can get into a little bit of trouble. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's all about, and I think this is true in a lot of things with, with youth sports. And I think in youth sports, generally it's, you know, you talk any, where from age five to age 18, once they kind of age out and go to college is kind of the general frame of youth sports, which is a really big, uh, I would say like that's yeah. a big span of ages. Like kids, 
kids change a lot in that in that um, realm. And I think what's really important in, you know, if you're thinking about including more uh, data or like stats and all of these things, like, is it the right time? And, you know, are we are we adapting to the age and development of, of that player? And like, if they're eight years old, like, like I'd probably focus on other areas of like technique yeah. and skill and, and even like non-tangible things that you can help, you know, teamwork, communication, are they coachable? Like there's so many other things that you can track against that aren't data driven that when you're a younger athlete are probably super important to your development, um, which is honestly like a really good yeah really good segue into <laughs> kind of what our conversation is today and and who we're bringing on um so we're obviously excited to bring her on and, and she'll have some some unique perspectives but um you know this whole idea of like uh introducing more regular evaluations yeah. of of your players and and making sure that your evaluations though aren't just strictly based on performance um obviously that's an important piece of any um evaluation and once again like if you're coaching an older running programs for older kids, like you definitely want to get more granular in terms of what yeah. they can do. But I think there's a lot you can do with player evaluations, speaking more broadly than just like how many goals right. did they score? I think there's some, some responsibility too, that relies on like coaches and parents and volunteers and the, you know, people who are running the organizations too, and listening to the kids and what they want to track, maybe even from that standpoint, what they're interested in. Cause I do think that there are plenty of youth athletes out there that want to get better in certain areas. I, I got to believe that. And I think another aspect is just really providing a lot of context behind those numbers, you know, making sure that whatever you're, you're, you're showing, you provide a good amount of context of what that means and say, Hey, this doesn't define you or limit you in any sense. This is just an area to work on. This is just, just a number that can always improve or, or that we can, you know, you know, make better. I think that's another sort of set of responsibilities that come with big data for that matter. But I think we should get to our guests. All right, here we go. Our guest today is truly a titan of the youth sports industry from playing sports throughout her childhood to where she is today as the director of marketing for team genius uber impressive if i must say mm -hmm. uh, team genius is an app that makes player evaluations easier and who doesn't like when things make other things easier so if you really want to understand though the full breadth of her experience and expertise we're going to take a little trip down memory lane here so andy grew up playing hockey soccer golf and eventually played collegiate soccer at the university of north dakota she coached and was a board member for park valley united uh, where she got firsthand experience on what goes on behind the scenes of a youth sports organization she then took that truly wealth of knowledge and applied it to her work where she was a coworker of ours for over five years in the marketing department. And finally, where she is currently leading a team of marketers at Team Genius. So with that, Andy, we are super excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. That was a, a really impressive intro, Marie. Thank you so much. It's good to see you guys again. Yes. Welcome back. It's a nice little, it's nostalgic. It absolutely Very nostalgic. is. I gotta say, a titan in the industry. I, there's, there's not many people will put that title for, but for you, you are absolutely a Titan. Of the I know we've been, we've been kind of just giving people nicknames. So like yeah. we had Minnesotan Ted Lasso, the queen of I fundraising, like the Titan of the youth sports industry. I don't know. We'll see. Titan of tryouts. Titan, Titan of tryouts. Titan of tryouts. I, I like that. I like the double, the double T on that. Um, Super impressed, Maria. I thought you were going to come at me with that intro, but uh, oh, it felt good. Thank you. So Team Genius, like Maria said, is uh, a player evaluation software. Uh, 
And so a lot of people, what, what that means essentially is uh, people will use our software to run their player evaluations either throughout the season or a, a vast majority of our customers also use us for tryouts uh, for their sports. So old school, ton of people use paper and pens to run tryouts or they use a bunch of homemade spreadsheets. So they're writing notes about kids at tryouts. Uh, this kid's really good with his left foot, really, really bad with his right, really bad at shooting, really good at this. Um, and it's, at the end of the day, like a ton of people run into issues because they have a ton of different people evaluating a ton of disparate notes. And it's really difficult to then put together teams in a way that parents are really comfortable with and can trust in a way that yeah. coaches are comfortable with and can trust in a way that is just fair to kids. So uh, a ton of people use our software uh, and Basically, you can do it right right on your phone and track notes right there. There's there all of your players are in there. There's pictures, there's numbers. It's all in one spot. And then the very, very end, it outputs teams uh, based on the rankings that they're given. Oh, so cool. it's all in one place, really, really easy. Um, and then, of course, throughout the year, people will use it, too, just to kind of track kids progress throughout the year. They have some notes for at the end of the year. They're like, hey, you know, you weren't so great at this at the beginning of the year. You're really improving. Here's where I think you should be next year. Just a really good tool to keep all notes, evaluations in one spot. Yeah, I, I got to say, um, <laughs> I so I worked uh, as a coach at a club who uses uh, Team Genius, but we didn't always use them. And I think if you asked any sports organization, um, like one of the most hot button items any season is like player evaluations and tryouts. Like you yeah. say those words and kids are scared. Parents are like all stressed out about what's going to happen, what team. Like, I you see questions about like, well, are they going to go to tryouts? And like, you're just going to base their team off of an hour that they're there. Like, what if they don't feel good? What if they had a bad day? And it's totally valid, right? Like, all those concerns. And it used to be a real pain in the butt to try to keep all of that, <laughs> like, in a in a place where people were like, why are you making the decisions you're making? At the end of the day, it just like helps coaches like have a a backbone to like, say like, no, I've started at the beginning of the season. We do mid season evaluations, end of season tryouts. And then all three of those things combined with like just being around them all the time is kind of what goes into it. So it's, it's, it's a really cool idea because I think it's such a hot button item. Um, I would say in any organization, at least from my experience. Uh, for sure. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Like these are really important decisions. So a lot of kids, well, a lot of parents, whether this is true or not, a lot of parents think the team their kid is on is, is, you know, the end of the world. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, Hey, if they don't make the A team at U 12, it's like, they're not going to get a scholarship and become pro. Like they can't make the B team. And you know, there's a lot of kids on the fringe. And so it's like, these, these are really important decisions. And I think, like you said, it gives the coaches a backbone to say like, Hey, we did this in a really methodical way yeah. and it's really accurate. And we have all the data here. We're going to show you our process and be transparent with it as opposed to, you know, what seemingly could have been, you know, political decisions ahead of time of like, Oh, I like this kid's parents better or whatever. And just really, um, dumb things to base <laughs> to base you know kids placements on but um, yeah it really helps from that perspective as well it gives the coaches a backbone for sure what tips would you say people should keep top of mind even if they're using team genius or not using team genius what should people keep top of mind when they're running their tryouts or running their player evaluations hmm, that's a good question i think first keep in mind who who this is going to impact I think a lot of people uh, really narrowly, especially evaluators, a lot of them happen to be coaches. And so I think for tryouts, for example, a lot of them will think like, okay, I'm merely doing this just to 
figure out what kids should be on what team, or let's say mid-season, I'm merely doing this just to see who's the best at shooting. But I think if you first start by considering everybody that's going to be involved in this and who this can impact, it really helps. So you think about the parents. Uh, we kind of mm-hmm. just talk, talked about this one specifically, but like what's going to appease the parents is going through a process where they feel like, you know, the money that they're spending is worth it. Cause obviously, you know, you have to spend a lot of money on new sports these days, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they want their kid to do the best they can for, for players. I think that's the other thing. You don't want to do them a disservice. So I think, the ability to be able to track all this data and have the have it stick with the kid throughout all of their years of training so that, you know, eventually if they're interested in playing at a higher level, they can use it for recruiting. They can use it as a means to show like, hey, I can I can improve. I'm very coachable, whatever it may be. I just think a lot of people are so narrow minded with evaluations and there's a lot mm. more stakeholders involved. And so I think if you think of it that way the rest falls into place a bit more. You can kind of consider like, okay, I I should probably record this in a spot where, you know, a player can access it later. Uh, For parents, I should probably let them know ahead of time what our process is going to be and how long it's going to be and what it's going to look like. For me, I should make it easy at the end so I can find results and then very quickly place teams so people aren't waiting around for weeks. So I think think that's the first step is figuring out what you're trying to get out of it and who's all going to be involved in the process. Yeah, I love that. I th- I feel like the theme there is like, can you set the best expectations for all the people that this is going to affect? Just setting expectations and like calling it player evaluations. And to your point, like it's more about each player is getting a tailored feedback. There are a lot of things that go on outside of practices that you could be doing. And if you're providing yeah. them evaluations, it can lead to more growth, I would say. Yeah. Speaking to like a, the impact for a player, especially... There was no check-ins throughout the season. It was just arbitrary. It was like, we're going to work on this just because. Um, And that sort of like disconnection (laughs) didn't really incentivize me to get better. So I think that investment Mm -hmm. in that data, the analytics to also show their own growth and have the ability to show a player's growth just makes them more invested. Right. It's not like, it's not so much a feeling anymore. And I think we all experienced that growing up. It's like... And everyone knows you look around, you're like, oh yeah, this kid's good. This kid isn't like we all knew on our own teams of like, oh, you're really good at shooting. You're really good at, you know, this other thing or, or vice versa. But yeah, I think it's important. And like going back to something you said, Marie too, is regardless of tryouts and team placement, it's merely just getting a report card, which is something we have mm-hmm. at team genius is at the end of an evaluation, you get an evaluation report and it, you know, says here are some things that you need to work on. And I think that's the thing that parents really do crave. It's not so much, oh, my kid's on the A team or B team. It's like, okay, he or she obviously wants to get better. You know, coach, what are some things that my player can work on to actually improve something tangible? And I think our evaluation reports are a really good way of showcasing that information. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm I'm not turning, trying to turn this too much into a sales pitch, but like <laughs> another piece of our platform, our company is a player development platform, which we're just starting in hockey. It's called Hockey Labs. And we're really trying to make that whole evaluation and development cycle whole. So for example, in hockey, you know, we have obviously Team Genius. They run their trials or evaluations. Kid gets the evaluation report, says, you know, you need to work on your stick handling. That's why, you know, you haven't improved. 
And uh, we have this other app called Hockey Labs, which has a ton of training videos and a ton of programs for that kid to actually go in and work on the stick handling, even as opposed to the coach saying, you need to work on stick handling, go figure out how to do that. This is another tool that says, hey, here's how you do it. And here are some programs you can do to really help improve. And so we're really trying to make that full evaluation and development cycle complete so that kids do see growth year over year, month over month, whatever it may be. Yeah, that's so important too. Like, I feel like as an admin to tryouts and player evaluations, I'm sure there is an influx of emails that come in through your inbox that you get that are like either, you know, questioning the decision, asking questions. And at the end of it, usually parents are always receptive to feedback and help as long as there is a solution tied to it. And I think that like goes beyond just sports, but even in people's like day jobs, it's great to hear what you need help to improve on. But if there's not a method or solution presented to you, you kind of feel like, okay, well, how am I going to do that? It's nice to be able to have resources that work on this. Here's some training. Here's something I can send you that's tangible that you can take. So I love that. I think it's a super cool idea. You had mentioned the cost that comes with parent spending in youth sports. Do you know of any free resources that offer like a framework or anything that could help coaches with the player evaluation or tryout process? Yeah, I mean, so if if, if an organization, and a lot of them are, by the way, you know, strapped for cash, like a lot of these people are nonprofit, just in general, it's yeah. it's not an extremely lucrative, lucrative business to be in. Um, for most people anyway, but um, we do at Team Genius, we have a couple of free resources. So people are not interested yet in, in purchasing a software or can't necessarily add anything to their tech stack, so to speak. Um, we have a couple of free resources that are a, a checklist for tryouts. So nice. it kind of shows like top to bottom things that you should be prepping and also a downloadable spreadsheet, which it's obviously not nearly as in-depth and and magical as a as an actual piece of software, um, sure. but it's somewhere to start. It's better than pen and paper. Paper and it's organized in a way that's pretty baseline, pretty basic, but it gets the job done. And so I'm assuming anyway, we can maybe link those after this, wherever was, we, wherever we post this. But, honestly, um, just thinking helpful. that we'll absolutely put that in the link to this episode and people can just go directly there. I have a follow-up on that. So are there like some pro tips that you would recommend? Is it a page on your website that's dedicated to it? You know, what type of email communication can you send out? And then maybe after the tryouts happen as well, obviously that's kind of when you get into creating teams and stuff, but maybe just speak to kind of the process as a whole um, outside of maybe just the moment in time that those things are happening. Of course, we have templates, a ton of other, you know, free resources out there. Other organizations have have templates and stuff you can use, um, but there's enough flexibility where you can determine, hey, am I going to grade people on a scale of zero to five? Am I going to have it all be subjective feedback? Tons of different ways you can evaluate players. So making sure that you have the evaluation criteria set ahead of time and then making sure that you have, you know, your evaluators signed up and ready to go. Of course, the big step is publishing your player registration. So a lot of people use, you know, a sports engine, for example, to Mm -hmm. do player registration. And then they'll take all those players and say, okay, you're signing up for tryouts as well. So that's kind of the first step. And then of course, after that, you know, you have to, book a field or ice time or, or anything like that to get set up all the equipment that you need, making sure that you're ready for day of for players to check in lots of good tips or lots of good uh, tools within team genius to help with players sign up and check in. So it's efficient. I just have this vision of when I was a kid and my mom running this stuff and papers flying everywhere, name mm-hmm. tags everywhere, numbers, jerseys, whatever it may be. Um, so that, that can be a bit hectic, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff to prep ahead of time. Um, and then after the fact, obviously, 
obviously with Team Genius, there's a lot of ways that you can get your rankings, get your results really, really quickly, and then place teams um, a lot quicker than if you're doing it manually. And so I think, you know, after the tryouts, it's that whole period of selecting the teams, sending out all the communication, uh, making sure that everyone's ready to go for the season. Right on. Thank you for the shameless plug. Of course. Tryout emails, no joke. (laughs) They are no joke. Okay, so a question we get a lot from customers who use Sports Engine HQ. We have, you know, a ton of customers who love using our sign-up product. So, right, they have kids that sign up for a season. But yeah. I would say the second biggest reason they use it is for tryouts. And you mentioned that having a tryout registration is super important to get every player that you need kind of into a database so that you have an understanding of of numbers, because all of the numbers will probably correlate to how many sessions you need, how many evaluators you need. Um, all these things that happen. So is there a good way that you can kind of combine the two? Like it makes sense that you would be able to um, get all the players from one into into the other and then back again to kind of do the things that each of our different software solutions specialize in. So maybe you could talk a little bit more about how that all works uh, within your system. Yeah, yeah, totally. So yeah, it's great. I mean, we're we're connected via API, which is awesome. And I think it makes it really easy because so many, almost, I mean, so many youth sports organizations use a system like Sports Engine. Um, and so, you know, why not make it way easier? I think, especially with tryouts, you're dealing with tons of registrations for tryouts and then yeah. tons of registrations for your actual org. Like, why not combine the two? So, yeah, it's super easy. So, there's a couple of different ways that you can do it. And I think the main way that a lot of people do it is for youth sports organizations, people will sign up for an organization. So, I'll just use Park Valley United because that's the the board that I was a member of a while back. People will register for Park Valley United and say, yep, I want to play soccer this year. And when tryouts happen, everyone's going to make a team, but they don't know what team yet. And so it's really easy within Team Genius. You can import your players for an evaluation by clicking Sports Engine and then uploading straight from Sports Engine. And they're right there. So you don't have to have two records of players one record in Team Genius and one record in Sports Engine. Um, And then the other way, there's some organizations also who do end up having to cut people. I think that's uh, more common in sports like volleyball, for example. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people don't want their players to register through Sports Engine if they need to cut them and then they have refunds and all that type of thing. And so we do have a registration product on the Team Genius side as well. Typically, people will set it as free or really, really low dollar amount just to pay to try out. And then after that, after you place teams, you can import those teams into Sports Engine. So it's a two-way API. Really, really nice. Makes it really easy for customers of Sports Engine and Team Genius. Oh, that is so easy. I might start an org. I might start an organization (laughs) tomorrow. Simon, are you in? We can run run trials. It seems fun. It seems fun. What I like too about it is that it doesn't have to be a stick and ball sport. It can be used for different needs. I think, Andy, you mentioned earlier that there's a bags or cornhole for those who refer to it that way. <laughs> Organization that uses uh, tryouts. And I'm sure this would be applicable to everything, I mean, even with esports. Like if you're going to start a team that way, I'm sure there's evaluations. Why there. not? I mean, my geek is showing there. Like I, that's what I'm thinking. We'll, we'll make Put it an esports club it and we'll test it out. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Earlier, we talked a lot about the growth of women's sports, whether it's, you know, local here where we see Minnesota Aurora. Aurora? My goodness. That's tough My. for me. Oof. Tough for me to say. Minnesota <laughs> Aurora. Aurora. But we see, I mean, we see that growth, whether it's locally or abroad too. I really like seeing that even new video game releases are featuring WNBA 
Mm-hmm. When we talk about the youth and, and the growth of this and the impact of Title IX, Andy, what, can you talk to us about sort of the impact that youth sports has had on you? Huge. That's a big question because youth sports have had a huge impact on, on me and my life. Um, I mean, for me, I know, Marie, you can relate to this too, but like I, I played, you know, every sport under the sun when I was a, when I was a kid. And I think, you know, even looking back probably, you know, 10, 20 years before we were kids and the lack of opportunities for little girls to play sports uh, and have their own league and, you know, their own platform, if you will, uh, was basically non-existent. Like there were some sports that didn't even exist, like, you know, I, it existed. Women's hockey existed, of course, but there was certainly not the platform that they have today. And of course, it's still should be bigger than it is. But, um, you know, just given that opportunity as a kid and the ability to have a ton of other girls that to play sports with and have our own yeah. league and our own team. And then eventually, obviously, the opportunity to play in college and. Um, I know you guys talked a lot about Title IX, but, you know, having that in place so we have the opportunities that we do, um, super important. And I think, you know, sports really do get you ready for the real world. And they've taught mm-hmm. me so much more than just, you know, working on, you know, physical performance for for soccer in college. It was a lot more about discipline and accountability and, you know, paying attention to the details and just having a sense of responsibility in your life, getting you ready for, for what's mm-hmm. next. And I think I certainly wouldn't have had, you know, the career I've had so far and just where I'm at in my life without the ability to play the sports at the level that I did. And so they've definitely had a huge impact on my life. That's for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. And who's to say we uh, wouldn't be sitting here today had we not been so involved in sports and, and found passion in it and found careers in it as well. So super cool. Definitely. We love the warm fuzzies. All about the warm fuzzies here. I'm good for it. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Bang. <laughs> You two dogs, want to give me a high five? No? That's fine. (laughs) Are you ready for this or that? I think I'm ready. We'll see, though. We won't know. We won't know until it ends. Okay, so. You guys have made me nervous, so. (laughs) These were hand, these were hand selected. Swig of water. For you. Specifically. So maybe a little controversy in here. Some tough questions, but I think, I think you'll be good, so. Just for context here, just in case that no one's aware, this or that is going to be a gauntlet of questions, rapid fire, and Andy, there's no thinking. You can't think. It's just gut reaction right away. Okay? And we're going to keep them coming. Got it. So you just don't even don't even get to like consider a question or, or anything like that. You just go, right? On it. Clear your mind. Here we go. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Christmas or Thanksgiving? Christmas. Home alone or Mrs. Doubtfire? Marie, you you can't do this to me. Uh, oh, oh no. Home alone. Red wine or white wine? Depends the season. Right now, white wine. Iced coffee or hot coffee? Depends the season again. Decaf, iced coffee. Very decaf. TV show or podcast? Uh, I'm going to go podcast. Hockey should be played in a rink or on a pond? Um, I'm going to say pond. Minnesota pond. Yeah. Are you taking a vacation on land or on water? Land. Uh, land for sure. All right. Rory McElroy or Jordan Spieth? Marie, this is also a test of our friendship. I'll say Rory. Throw you a bone. Hey, Rory McElroy. Rory. <laughs> L- LPGA or NWSL? Uh, you know what? I'm actually going to go uh, LPGA. Solid. Right on. Love them both, too but bad. LPGA is, yeah, I love it. No, that wasn't Beautiful. too, well, I mean, the Home Alone Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire, like, 
those are my top two favorite movies of all time. And um, yeah, I had to go home alone. I've just, I've seen both you of them have. probably 50 times. Oh um, my God, gotta go exaggeration. So yeah, Kevin <laughs> McAllister, that's where it's at. It's different. We'll tie a bow on this one. Annie, you survived at this or that gauntlet. There's no more questions anymore. You crushed it. You're Mount Crushmore. You're the motherland <laughs> of Crusha. Well done. Andy, at Team Genius, an absolute titan of tryouts. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks, guys. What a blast. Appreciate you having me on. What an interview. I mean, you kidding me? Andy's always great to talk to. She's fantastic to talk to, although... I shouldn't have said that out loud because now she's going to hear it. She's going to know. <laughs> yes. She's going to know how much we love talking to her. So no, all, all jokes aside, um, that was that was a great conversation. You know, we've had a lot of great guests on the show. It's always awesome though to bring in someone who's in the youth sports industry, is working yep. at a tech company like we are that is providing software for problems that we know organizations have day in and day out. Right? Like, yeah. how are you going to run your tryouts? How are you going to run really good player evaluations? I think it just goes to show, you know, as an organization, you want to provide a really great experience for your members, right? You want to give them clarity of what's going on. You want to be open, honest in your feedback that you're giving. And at the end of the day, we're all in this to help athletes grow, enjoy the sport they're playing more. Yeah, it's a win-win. It's a win-win-win. A win-win-win. (laughs) Win-win-win. I mean, and it's something that's not always top of mind either. You know, tryouts aren't always the first thing that, administrators, parents, coaches think about, you know, when it comes to all the different things that they have to do throughout the day on top of maybe their own nine to five jobs. And then they've got to deal with, you know, actually getting the kids to and from places, got to deal with scheduling, got to deal with registrations, got to deal with, you know, what am I going to bring for halftime snacks, which should be orange (laughs) slices forever and always. And, you know, all that comes to mind, you want to have like solid resources to lean on when these things sort of sneak up. So having those sort of resources and, you know, feel free to check that. I know we'll throw that in the notes. Um, we won't leave you hanging. We got no, that stuff definitely not. Guys. And, and, and really, oh, yeah. Ahead, sorry. No, no. I think you were going on the span. I was going on. I was like, we got to talk all about all of the uh, interesting things that you can track on your body, <laughs> on the field for your athletes. I was yeah. going to say my takeaway today, this weekend. We're recording this before the weekend. I <laughs> am going. To not care so deeply about what my watch tells me about how I'm feeling, I'm going to use it as a support, but I will not hinge my day on how my watch tells me I'm sleeping or how my watch tells me I'm recovering. That's going to be my, that's going to be my takeaway. I, I encourage well, all of you to, to join us in that. <laughs> take, yeah, everybody take a, take a break. You know, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to do that as well. I'm going to try something new this following week too. This doesn't really relate to big data, but maybe just a challenge challenge for our listeners and and for us on tuesday after work straight up no screens like zero screens zero technology just grabbing a book and we're just gonna go back back (laughs) in time i know and not even a digital one either not even on the not even on your kindle nothing yeah so we're gonna we're gonna test it out we'll see if i actually pull through with it but uh in any case says the the biggest gamer on the on the podcast right now I did not even think about that. Well, I'm yeah. sure we'll have an episode dedicated to esports here very oh, soon. Oh yes, because yes. I have to. T- I have to chat about that. 
This has been another episode of For the Love of Sport. A big, huge thank you to our guest, Andy Ostrowski from Team Genius for joining us. And as always, feel free to send an email out to us at ftlospod at nbcuni.com. We would love to hear from you, dear listeners. So do not shy away from asking uh, really any question that you have. Simon and I will think very hard on it. We probably won't have the best answer. We'll give you a good answer, (laughs) but we'll bring on the people who have better answers than we do. And that is our promise to you for episodes into the future. For the Love of Sport is brought to you by Sports Engine, your home for youth sports. Hosts are the wonderful, outstanding Marie Fitzgerald and me, Simon McKenzie. Our marketing guru is Kelsey Irwin. Our captain of content marketing is Rob Bedeau. And our exceptional, truly exceptional sound engineer is Troy Stone. We release episodes on a bi-weekly basis, so we will be back in another couple of weeks. See you soon. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.